y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Too Legit. Once again, it's your girl, Anna, a.k.a. Anna Mission. And I'm Kelsey Jandok. I go by KJ, a.k.a. Cage the Doer. Yes, this is a podcast for non-traditional law students with non-traditional backgrounds. Our goal of this platform is to encourage and give those who are thinking about law school or who are already in law school some tips and tricks on how to navigate the legal profession in a strategic way. If you listen to our podcast in the past, you know that yours truly was a former registered nurse. And I'm a former flight attendant and still currently a serial entrepreneur. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. And I mean, I know I say this all the time, but this particular guest is pretty much the reason why we came up with the 3L glow up theme. Our entire theme for this whole podcast about the 3L glow up was, <laughs> was inspired by this person. Yes. <laughs> She's also a 3L just like us. <laughs> and we're going to discuss how we all manage Keeping that mm-hmm. 3L glow past COVID, past, well, 1L year, and just leveling up. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest, Miss Chloe Diaz. Hi. <laughs> hey, Chloe. Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. <laughs> It is so good to have you on this podcast. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Ever since um, Anna introduced me to you and your Instagram, we have been inspired like no other. And, um, you know, as we were talking about earlier, your glow has literally shined so bright that people have been inspired across, you know, literally the nation. I'm here in Hawaii, you know, being inspired by what you're doing and motivated to keep that up because I see you doing it, that means I can, I can do it too. And that's what we want for, you know, our colleagues and our listeners is to keep people motivated. So thank you for shining that glow for us. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it doesn't hurt that, you know, she's probably glowing because she's from one of the greatest cities in the world, just like your girl, Houston, Texas. (laughs) Yeah, you guys got that good connect. Uh, Just kidding. I digress. I digress. (laughs) But um, yeah, let's let's just get right into it. Um, Can you tell our listeners who don't know you that well, um, just background about who you are and where you come from and what you did before law school? Yeah. So I was born like right on the border between Texas and Mexico. So if border security did not exist, I could walk like five minutes and I would be in Mexico. Um, Yeah. So really close. Born there, kind of raised there. My family moved to Houston and I lived in Houston for the majority of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Aisha and Holodan. (laughs) So (laughs) I lived over there. And I went to school 30 minutes south of Austin at Texas State. I later went to law school in Arizona, but my sort of transition to Arizona was this premeditated, like, I kind of don't want to stay in Texas anymore. Although it is a great state, I really just couldn't do the constant flooding. Yeah, it, especially in Houston, it was just not great natural disaster wise. I miss it. And I miss the food so much, like Cajun food. 
I miss it so much. But now I'm here in Arizona. Um, I run an Instagram and TikTok called Lawn Skincare, where I guess I just share my life as a first generation student. And I like thrifting, I so it. I also post my thrifted outfits there. But that is about it. I love that. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your platform, like where you got the inspiration from and what you currently are doing and what you hope to do with your platform in the future? And, you know, maybe how um, being a law student and the legal side integrates into that and helps you. So I always kind of done like social media marketing, like throughout undergrad, I had my own private blog where I posted primarily skincare stuff, but I really grew a bad taste from blogging and social media marketing because it felt so superficial at times and very motivated by money. And I just, I didn't care for that anymore. Yeah. So then I just completely gave up on personal like blogging mm -hmm. for a while, went to law school, first year, first semester, probably had the worst time of my life ever. <laughs> Uh, it was really isolating and depressing, especially being like mm -hmm. a first generation student. Yeah, I, I, I'm mm -hmm. sure both of y'all have felt the same way. And <laughs> I felt like you know, there were totally. people online who were posting content for first generation students. And it felt just so apart from like my experience, like these people were getting up at 5am, running on the treadmill, going into class, getting these A pluses. I was like, why is this not me? Like, this doesn't feel like my experience. And I didn't want anyone to ever feel the way that I did. Like, I felt so lonely, even though I had plenty of friends. And that's why I made law and skincare. I, I wanted to ensure that people had mentorship going into law school so they knew what they were getting into. So they had someone to talk to because there's so many of us who just don't have anyone to grab onto in this dark process so made lawn skincare somehow made a bunch of friends along the way like y'all and yeah now I'm here and sometimes it comes up in interviews and I think it's mostly a positive thing especially because I'm interested in public interest work I imagine that if I were to be pursuing big law maybe they would feel some type of way about my content but thankfully that's not the experience I had Mm -hmm. I, I think they like that you're different and that, yeah, you everything that you post is extremely tasteful. So I don't think that they could it could be working to your disadvantage. I think the fact that you capitalize on your differentiation works, works for you and will keep on working. We could talk about that later because I love career counseling. So I would I would love to see what you do with this. Yeah. Another thing to consider, Chloe, at least um personally, um, is that a lot of your content is like just genuine and authentic. And um, that's missing and lacking so much in many areas in law school, I mean, in the legal sector and law school. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wouldn't like echoing what KJ said, I wouldn't count you out regarding what you're doing, because like, you're genuinely an authentic person. And, you know, people can see that. You know, and also being a first generation law student, like I get it, like some things just don't come as easy and natural as someone else who is a generational Absolutely. student. Absolutely, like 100%. But, oh, sorry, KJ, I cut you off. What, uh, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I, I just wanted to know, like what you do to stay motivated to keep creative, 
to um, keep going with building your content and how you make time for it. Because I think being creative is one thing, but also making time for these, you know, endeavors while being in law school is a whole nother other, you know, feat that a lot of people will say they don't have time for, but I personally think it's super important. And so I just wanted to know like what maybe what you do to uh, stay on, you know, the healthy balance side. Yeah, I I think especially as law students, we know how time consuming school is alone. And then on top of that, like, I just picked up a second job. So it's like, my regular job, and then a second job, because I got to pay the bills. Damn girl. (laughs) And I think the biggest thing for me is like, yeah, you know, I could just not pursue social media at all. But I think the biggest thing was like, I made that platform because I wanted to help other people who wanted to go to law school or who were in law school and didn't know what was going on. Exactly. And exactly because of that, like, I'm like, no, I'm in this amazing position where I'm on the other side. I know I knew how to get myself to a place where I felt more confident in myself and, you know, was able to achieve the successes that some people aspire to. And because of that, I owe it to people like me from similar communities that to like be able to contribute. Like I, I went into law school because I wanted to help people and the social media aspect just like makes it to where I'm able to help more people than just, you know, whatever specialty practice I decide to pursue. So yeah, that kind of keeps me going, even though it feels like this impossible task. But I assure you, like, even if you're not interested in social media, right? You can always find the time to schedule into your schedule because it makes you happy. And for me, that looks like going on my Google Calendar, figuring out where I have these time gaps and setting like an hour block or a 30 minute block and be like, okay, at this time, I'm going to, you know, content create based off of the questions that these people asked. And that helps me just sort of have this visual of, you know, maybe I'm not dedicating an hour a week or two hours a week. But at least I'm taking whatever free time I have and I'm dedicating it to something that one makes me happy, but two makes other people's lives a little bit better. Amazing. That that's like so amazing. Right. So going back to our theme of the three L glow up, um, what 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 is something that you wish you would have known as a one L or um you know, things that you think would have helped you going in? Cause you said that you, that's like your primary goal for your, um, for your platform. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like I always think about this and I always tell this to like incoming when I was, I think the biggest piece of advice that I needed to hear is that you are competent. Like you are so competent you got into the school so you clearly belong there but nobody told me that say that again for the people in the back (laughs) I just felt like I didn't belong and like all these people were so much better and smarter than me and like yeah like many of those people came from richer backgrounds and had like lawyers who were like seventh generation lawyers but at the end of the day like you got into that school so you just need to find what works for you and you are going to be golden. Like you belong there and you deserve to take up that space. And I exactly. just wish that one L Chloe heard that going in because I would not have had as much anxiety as I did about school because I was I was trying to be like everyone else. And at the end of the day, 
I needed to be confident in myself and listen to myself and do what was right for me to get to where I needed to be. I wish, absolutely. I wish one out Anna knew that too. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but let's backtrack. Um, Cause before you said you, you grew, you grew up in the greatest city, um, Houston, Texas. But before that, <laughs> what, what influenced you or what was it your parents or what influenced you into coming to law school? Yeah. So back when I still lived in Texas, I wasn't even thinking about law school. Like law school wasn't this thing that I always grew up wanting to attend. I wanted to be a veterinarian or like a doctor, all of these things. Right. And then going into college, I was actually going to be a computer science major. And then I had this like existential crisis. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I love coding, but I just don't see how it's going to help people like me, like in life. And I realized that what I wanted to do was help marginalized folks from across the board. I didn't know what that looked like quite yet, though. So I just switched to philosophy. That's fine. And I was a philosophy major, which I don't know. <laughs> I, I ended up loving it, but it was still like, okay, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm going to preface this with a trigger warning because every time I, I tell this story of like how I fell into law school, you know, it, it encompasses a lot of sensitive topics. So I think it's important to just make people aware of that. Um, but there were sort of these three key events that happened in my undergrad that really pushed me to pursue law. And the first was I had this really bad sexual assault experience in which, you know, the police weren't helping me. The legal system wasn't helping legal system wasn't helping me and I felt so alone and I was in the worst place mentally I had been in a while. The second was um, I was going to try to receive abortion access and as we all know Texas is not the best when it comes to uh, people's bodily rights. So uh, that year they had just passed a law in which insurance would no longer cover um, abortion so I you know was having the hardest time even trying to find a place that would do that. Um, I think a week after I'd found a place and there were all of these laws that were imposed that made my experience so much worse than it needed to be. So, you know, you have to go in and you have to get like, look at the heartbeat and all this stuff. And you get put into a room with everyone else who is getting an abortion and they tell you these lies about like what's going to happen to you. And there's just another really traumatizing experience in which you know, I felt like the law had just completely, you know, oppressed people like me or had just not cared about someone like me. And then the last was, you know, I was starting to become more involved in politics because I was seeing how it was directly affecting me. And when I joined politics, very, very quickly, um, people began stalking me. They were sending death threats to both me and my family. Like, People had tried to hurt me. What? Yeah, people oh tried to God. hurt not only me, but like my family members multiple times. And it was just living in this constant state of fear, but knowing that I really wanted to be a part of this because I knew what it was like not being able to have access to things that other people had access to because of the law and because of the people in Texas who create those laws. So you know, after being stalked by like 
a literal neo-Nazi group and like being threatened every day, I was like, okay, I get it. Like the law is not, is one, this like tool of oppression that yeah, can literally in the wrong make hands. people's lives. Definitely is a tool horrible. of oppression. Yeah. But on the other hand, it can, it's also this gatekept tool that can be used to mitigate that harm that's done onto people. And I was like, yeah, like I'm sold. I'm going to law school because I want to hopefully be able to mitigate that harm that's done onto people. And that's how I fell into it. I didn't always want to do it, but I guess life just worked out for me. (laughs) Wow. That is a tremendous reason to come to law school. And I just thank you for being so candid and like you said laws can be used uh, in the wrong hands can be used as a tool of oppression and in the right hands it can be a tool of liberation and freeing people and mitigating you know unnecessary um you know instances and circumstances that you like that you highlighted that you had to face so i just want to thank you so much for being open and candid about that and that's a phenomenal reason to come to law school yeah and that you this is a place for you to be able to speak about that because I, well, backing up, I think that yes, one, thank you for being so candid and for being honest because a lot of people I think come from, you know, traumatic experiences and then they don't know where to go from, from there. And so the fact that you've chosen to do something positive about it, not just for you, but for other people, there's so much more of a greater purpose. And I think sometimes when people see your social media, they don't know that about you, that there is so much more to you than just meets the eye. You have you have these reasons. You have this purpose. You have such a story, and I think that it's um, it's amazing. And someone like you really needs to be in the forefront to show other people, like, hey, it's possible. No matter what you go through, you can still be positive, and you can still help other people. So, and man, on so many glow. levels, I, yeah, <laughs> and keep on keep on glowing. That's just amazing to me. So thank thank you, Chloe, for sh- for sharing that with us. No. Yeah, and you know, like we were saying, our theme is the glow up year, and glow people think is you know it sounds like a superficial topic, but really glowing you can glow the brightest from your spirit and what you overcome, you know. And I I just attribute that to being from the greatest city once again, Houston, <laughs> yeah, Texas. <I> I I, I don't want to leave KJ out of our H-Town connection. (laughs) It's okay. I'll I'll say Honolulu is an adopted H-Town then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think it's important because like KJ was saying that, you know, once you have overcome something traumatic and, uh, or something that has been like a powerful catalyst for you to go law school, we tend to, you know, go in with those, those thoughts and those feelings and that inspiration. But when you get into law school and it's a whole different ball game, you have to, it, it takes a lot more than just your inspiration to get you through law school. I mean, obviously it's a whole different ball game academically and way of learning. So can you talk briefly about, um, how you adjusted to law school your first year and how you did during academically? academically so after my first semester I I did horrible like I'm gonna keep it real with y'all I did so bad in one of my classes that 
you're not supposed to get a failing grade. The professor thought I did so bad that he took the discretion to give me a failing grade on my midterm. So when I what? say I did bad, my first that's, that's a hater professor. semester of law school, I did horrible. Straight hater. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. Yeah, I was so, he doesn't even work there anymore. But <laughs> yeah. Just he, stay long he, enough yeah. to give you a bad grade and so, then dip down. That's a I hater say, professor. I came from the bottom. <laughs> so from there, I, I met this girl and she literally the top of her class, so smart. She also was working in politics in undergrad and I sort of hit it off with her and she really acted as this mentor, which I felt like I was looking for all of my 1L fall, but I just couldn't find that person. And she, anytime someone would give me advice, I'd pass it by her and she'd be like, don't do that. <laughs> and it was nice having someone who was like, no, like stop all of the bullshit. <laughs> let's talk about you let's talk about what worked for you in undergrad and let's see how we can apply that to law school so she was like okay in undergrad you liked writing your notes well how about you know in law school maybe you can't write all of your notes because the professor is talking so fast but maybe when you get to the part where you're reviewing information you should write that down and like create flow charts and i've always been this really really visual person so yeah, drawing flowcharts helps me learner. understand like the logical flow of things That's good. and it was things that I was doing in undergrad right but that I just didn't think to apply because everyone else is like oh you should be doing what I'm doing so I think having a mentor is a great like intermediary step to like finding yourself but like finding the right mentor is also a whole endeavor um I strongly just recommend that people find those people in like affinity groups so for me that was like the asian pacific american law students association or the chicano latino law students association because you're seeing people like you who are coming from similar backgrounds who've made it to the other side and they can give you advice that's going to be more tailored towards your experiences so i'd say my grades really improved after i found a good mentor and even though like um i don't use the same mentor for that kind of stuff like i've gained other mentors for other things that I want to work on, right? So um, I am interested in employment law. So I now have uh, a couple of mentors who are in those fields of law who've really helped me branch out my network and things of that nature. So finding a good mentor, I promise you, is key to like every problem in law school life. I guess the last question we have for you is, um, you know, the, the, the theme is glow up and so where, where do you see yourself glowing out of law school? <laughs> um, or what glows, glow, we call ourselves glow setters, what glows have you set um, for once law school is done for you? So I, I think from my interview with y'all so far, y'all probably realize that I'm not the type of person who necessarily sets goals for myself. I just kind of go with the flow, see where I'm feeling. That's and fair. then based off of how I'm feeling, I make like kind of mini goals, but I'm not like, oh, I have to do this by, by the time I'm like 52 or something, right? So throughout law school, I've also tried a bunch of different types of law. And I've also liked every single type of law that I've tried, which makes it really hard for me to pick what I want to do. Um, but I think, you know, that intuition that I went into law school with of like wanting to help other people that's always going to be like my biggest goal going out of law school for the rest of my life. And I think that I can do that in so many ways. Yeah. So 
I think, you know, longer term, I want to do policy work because I think that through policy, you get like more of a lasting impact outside of maybe like impact litigation. Um, so I guess that's my long term goal. But in the short term, I do want to practice as an actual attorney and make differences in like actual case by case people's lives, whether that's in employment law, immigration, criminal. I'm interested in all of those. I hope that my life works out <laughs> in a way that I'm helping people and not harming them. I'm sh- I'm sure it will. It will. It's aligned with your objective. And the, like I've said it many times before, the best thing about our degree is that you can move laterally in order to move vertically. So the fact that you like a plethora of things is awesome. You know, doctors can't be a dermatologist today and a pediatrician tomorrow, but you can. You can <laughs> be an employment lawyer today and an IP lawyer tomorrow. You can do that. So that's awesome. And I, I have some ideas for you if you policy, because we have a couple of people that were on our um, podcast, who's actually my mentor from Hoi, who works at uh, ACLU. Yeah, so we can definitely hook you up with some people. Well, there you go. That is so cool. <laughs> um, all right, Chloe. Well, once again, I just want to thank you so much for being on our podcast and just being genuinely you, just being authentic and candid. Um, but before we let you go, we always like to ask our guests two fun questions to kind of leave on a happy note and today's no different and the question that we have for you is number one what is your go-to comfort food so my answer to that is twofold so i think first if i'm like by myself (laughs) yeah if i'm like by myself and i'm lazy and i don't want to cook i'm buying hot cheetos like i'm literally just going to buy the extra hot hot cheetos put some cheese and lime on it and I'm, that's what I'm eating. Ooh, but not the lime. I think when I think <laughs> I when I think it. of something that like really truly makes me feel like comforted and nourished, like deep in my soul, um, my mom makes like the best oxtail soup and every time every time I'm sad or just like I need a taste of home, like I'll cook it or like whenever I'm home, I'm like, mom, please, like, please just cook this for me. Like, I need you to do this. <laughs> Nothing better than mom's home cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. <laughs> and then our second question that we have um, is a little bit more serious, but still kind of um, positive and, and reflective. And it's basically, you know, what, what, what is something that or silver lining or something that you learned or something that um, COVID has taught you? I think, I think one of the like super, like, yeah, as you said, COVID is horrible. It's a pandemic. Multiple people have died from it. So it was not the best. But fortunately for me, um, there were some good things that came out of it. So um, for me, I learned how to write laws. Like that was never something I took a class on. And I just somehow stumbled into this fellowship and they were like, write a law. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that. <laughs> and I taught myself how to write a law, which I think is a very random, <laughs> I think it's a super random, but useful thing to do. And I'm proud of myself for that. So I guess that's my like yeah. cool thing I taught myself to do. That's so cool. Yeah, super cool. I mean, most people just learn how to make sourdough yeah. bread. So you're. <laughs> I know. I wish that I picked up one of those skills. 
because it's not every day someone's like, okay, someone write a law right now. Like nobody's doing that. Like you go to like, you know, a dinner and people are like, oh, you can absolutely bring your bread. Nobody's asking me to bring you anywhere. I'm, I'm starving. Oh my gosh. Does anybody have a policy that I can <laughs> eat in the meantime? <laughs> instead of sourdough bread <laughs> i'm just playing but um yeah I, I just i'm really like so happy and thankful that you're on this podcast like you don't understand chloe what uh like just like a dream it is to have you on here and i don't know is there any other questions that you have for us i mean i feel like we've just learned so much about you today i'm just I'm wondering how y'all are making it too like <laughs> y'all look like y'all are having a great time <laughs> and looks can be like, deceiving I, <laughs> is that too big of a question like, do you have an i'm, extra asking, 30 I'm asking for y'all's tips for me that so. question is not for me i am not hawaii you gotta you gotta answer for that kj oh. <laughs> but no seriously um I think it's just having like like you said having good mentors and um like ahead of you and even in the same class I mean KJ is such a wonderful mentor for me in our class and then I have my own mentors with my um oh, totally what are you gonna say? I think I think so I think that's what it is just like a mentor or somebody that you know that you you won't be judged in front of and that you can totally break down in front of and um that uh you can be candid with and tell each other like it's okay um, you you feel the same way. And as long as you're not falling at the same time, there will be one person to pick the other person up. And even if you are, I think just, you know, um, self-talk is always key. Um, I recently started seeing um, a holistic therapist to deal with the stress nice. management because I know the bar is coming up in a year for us. So I know that like planning ahead, I got to do that. But eventually you're going to get yourself out of it, just like a hangover. Do as much as the things possible that you know will get you out of it. <laughs> take the Gatorade, take the milk thistle, eat the, the pho or whatever it is to make yourself feel better. And then, you know, that that's how I try to approach things in, in life when it gets hard. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Just going to wrap up here then and tell everybody thank you so much for tuning in today um to legit crew and you can find us on instagram at at two legit podcast that's the number two legit podcast and we're on google podcasts apple itunes and spotify so thank you guys all for tuning in and thank you so much chloe for being here today with us thank you so much chloe have a good thank have a good guys. one talk to you later to legit crew bye 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 Thank you.